I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. When you walk out the door, look at your house. Is that an investment? Is that an anchor around your neck? Is that something that you think of as a shelter or something that's going to cause a storm? The financial burdens that we're all under right now um, are going to grow more and more intense, and you need to find ways to save money. Right now, the average person that is calling uh, American Financing and working with them, they save an average of $695 a month, $700 a month. It's pretty good. Will you just try it? Just see if they can save you money on your credit card bills, on a consolidation loan, or locking in an interest rate. Please call American Financing now at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. All righty then. We're going to start with the Fetterman debate. Good night, everybody. I'm Glenn Beck, and we begin with the Fetterman debate. Good night, everybody. Here's our uh, sponsor. It's Relief Factor. It's the Tuesday night game of bowling with your team, right? It's picking those prized tomatoes out of the garden that you've been growing all summer. It's being able to lift your grandkids into the air, plant a kiss on his or her forehead. These are the things you might be missing out because of pain. They're the things you could be doing again if you could just find something that would lessen this pain. I get it. There's something out there. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It is Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start. Now developed for you at $19.95, a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Just try it for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel. The difference. All righty. Um, did anyone feel like they needed to take a shower after the debate last night? It was so uncomfortable and so. It was almost inhumane. Disgusting. It was disgusting. It really was. Suboptimal if you're a politician. <laughs> disgusting if you're a human being. Um, I, it is. It is clear Fetterman does not have the ability to be able to, can you, I mean, what is he going to do? You're, you think he's going to go around and talk to senators and make a good case for his point of view? He is nothing but a placeholder to be told what to vote on. 
not somebody who is being brought in for his intellectual capabilities. He's just a vote. He's a puppet. And it, it was disgusting how how that staff can live with themselves is beyond me. How do you how do you put a guy? You don't walk out when you see this guy operating at that level. You don't say, come on, guys, this is this is just wrong. This is just wrong. This is the best candidate in all of Pennsylvania. Really? The entire campaign staff should have walked out, should have walked out and, and resigned weeks yeah. ago if he if he insisted on going through with this, you know, from a political standpoint, under no circumstances should they have agreed to this debate. They should have come up with some excuse. Uh, we're not going to debate Dr. Oz. He lives in New Jersey. We'll never find him in one of his mansions. He's having too much crudite. Whatever you wanted to say to avoid this night happening, you needed to say. If you wanted your candidate to win. But that ignores the moral consequence of what they've done. They put a man and embarrassed him in front of the entire country. They allowed this guy to go up on stage when obviously, obviously anyone with eyes could have told you that that should not have occurred. They should not have put him out there. They should have months ago said, look... We were really hoping for the best. We were hoping he could recover from this. The doctor said there was a chance. It didn't happen. You know what? We needed to bring it. We need to change candidates and put somebody else in. You know what's really bad is the media is still covering. They're saying that this guy can recover from these strokes more than he is. That's not true. The media is lying to you. Ask any doctor or anyone who has ever had a stroke in their family. You've got about six months to improve. Wherever you are at the end of that six months is pretty much where you're going to be. You might make a little progress here or there, but nothing that is remarkable. That's where you are. So this is who this guy is going to be. At his best, this is who the guy is going to be. And really... You think that's appropriate to send him into a deliberative body at this time in our nation? It's reprehensible. Glenn, you and I have watched some of the biggest debates over the past 20 years, and some of which Republicans have done really well. They've uh, you know, kicked butt. And I remember watching them and being you know, yeah. celebratory. Like, like this oh, was wow. incredible. Wow. I really wanted Dr. Oz to win that debate last night. I did not feel good about watching it at all. It was oh, I, it was disturbing I, to watch. I almost turned it off. Yeah, it was hard. I almost turned it off. It was it was so hard to watch. I didn't. I wanted Doctor Oz to win, and I think he clearly oh, did. Clearly, but it, to watch th- this was a wounded animal. Yeah, and the and the moderators did everything they could to cover. Cut his time, you know, okay, well, hang on just a second. Well, I want to ask you again. Well, you didn't answer the question. I mean, it, I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about the Democratic here's Party. A, let me just play a couple of cuts in case you missed it. Here's Fetterman. This is his opening statement. Cut one. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. He's running to use Pennsylvania. 
hello, good night, everybody. everybody. And that was okay. him saying good night to the campaign, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you, you could kind of go, okay, he met, right. Maybe he meant good evening. Yeah. Maybe you know what I mean? You could, you, yeah. again, it's weird because they keep telling us, you know, he is just going to stumble over words. That was not what we saw last night. No. Yes, we saw a lot of that. I should be clear. But there were times where he could not grasp concepts. Here he is calling out, being called out on his fracking yeah, stance. That's a great Let's I absolutely support fracking. In fact, I live across the street from a, the, a steel mill, and they were going to frack to create their own energy in order to make them more competitive. And I support that, living closer to anybody else in Pennsylvania for fracking to myself. I wow. believe that we need independence with energy, and I believe I've walked that line my entire career. I believe Democrats... Mr. Fetterman, I do have a specific question, which you can continue on this topic, but you have made two conflicting statements regarding fracking. Fracking. In a 2018 interview, you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. I never have. But earlier this month, you told an interviewer, quote, I support fracking. I support the energy independence that we should have here in the United States. So, Mr. Fetterman, please explain your changing position. 60 seconds. Uh, I, I've, I've always supported fracking. Okay. That's not even the worst part of that. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, it's so worse. they ask him, here it is, uh, cut three. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. I mean, I, I'm breathless watching that. I, that's maybe the single worst moment in any debate I've ever seen in my life. And Glenn, that has nothing to do with auditory processing. No. That is a man who can't even come up with, I changed my mind. Right. I don't remember that interview. Maybe I was misquoted. I, uh, I I don't know what the con the context of that comment was, but I've always supported for anything other than just repeating yourself multiple times over, stopping, reversing yourself, and then saying it again. That is not that has nothing. That's brain function. Anyone anyone would know to say something that would justify that comment. There are things right. Look, I had, a, I had a change of heart on this. You know, in 2018, I was a little skeptical. And I, I have changed my mind. In 2018, I don't know what that interview is. I don't remember that interview at all. I'm not sure what that quote is. I'll have to look it up after the, after the debate. There's a hundred things you can say in that moment to get out of it. So yeah, He can't come up with one of them. It's not brain function. It is not brain function. It, 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 as a father of a daughter who has strokes... Hmm. Mary can tell you everything you need to know about the Federal Reserve. Okay? She can tell you everything <laughs> you need to know about money printing, everything else, because sure. she's asked me about it. She processes things much differently, language. So it takes her, it, it, when I taught her you know, about the Fed, it took me three days to find the way to explain it to her and until she got it, mm -hmm. then she gets it, and then she's got to translate it. And she's she'll say several times, "I'm looking for the word 
I got it's not no it's not I'm it's not and she'll get very frustrated because mm. she she can see it in her head but she cannot spit it out okay she can't do it so but that that doesn't mean that uh, you should serve in the Senate this is a senior statesman okay this is the guy who has to make the case to his people in his state why he voted a certain way if he can't make the case on the floor back home on television what good i mean this nicely what good is he as a senator he is only a vote that's all he is Mm -hmm. he is not somebody who can persuade people or explain things nothing that is a big part of the job. You know, if you had a president who just could not communicate at all for some reason. What a crazy scenario. Explain this. It sounds too foreign right. to but understand. He could not communicate at all, but he was fully lucid. He would not make a good president right. because he has to be able to communicate. It's a crucial part of the job. It's a crucial part. And I, and I make the Biden joke, uh, but... To be clear, and I, again, think Joe Biden is a terrible, terrible president. Yes. And he really does have these issues that we've talked about over these years. Oh, But when you watch a 20-minute speech from Joe Biden, what you'll see is 13 or 14 minutes of basic coherence. You will see a significant piece of time where Joe Biden is communicating somewhat okay. Yes. You will you will understand what he means. You can understand what he's going for. And then Biden has his couple of moments there that are terrible and he loses where he's going and he just stops and says, come on, man, or whatever. We've talked about it a hundred times. Yeah. Joe Biden is light years away or ahead of where John Fetterman is. Fetterman was the entire time like that. So here's the question. When someone can't explain themselves from confusion or whatever, it leads to really bad things. For instance, let me play what the president just said this week uh, about the bailout for student loans. Listen to this. You probably are aware I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues, who are the same people who got PPP loans during the for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is, if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for 2000 I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for $20,000 in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. And it's in effect. Okay. Stop. He didn't get that passed. It wasn't passed by a vote or two. Called it a law, so, too, which it yeah, is not. It's not a law. It was an executive order. So is he lying? Is he confused? Or is he being told something that isn't true? Is he being told, no, Mr. President, you have the right to do that. You don't remember? They passed that law. You, it was close, but you, you won it by a couple of votes. All of those are possible. He may be being lied to and just used as a puppet. He may be confused at that moment, or he may be lying. 
We should know which one. There's not another possibility, though. It's one of it's those. It's one three. of those. All of them are terrible. But honestly, we've come to the point where my standards are so low. I'm cheering for the lying. Yeah, that is where we are as a country with this leadership. You're you're not going to fix a country if you're cheering for the lying option. You're just not. Back in just a minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. You know, when somebody says you need to seek professional help, they usually mean, you know, it's time to get a shrink. When I say it, it's time to call American Financing. The economy is insane. It needs serious help. Should see a, a professional on this one. There's no knowing for sure how long it's going to be before the it changes for the better. It is most likely to change for the much, much worse before it gets better, but it will get better. But you need to start making some good decisions right now um, on how to save as much money as you can. And you can do that with American Financing. They're salary-based financial consultants who are in it for you and not the bank. Give them 10 minutes. The average person is saving $695 a month. Call them. See if they can help you save a buttload of money every month. It's American Financing. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me just give you some of the... um, some of the comments after, even with the moderate uh, moderators constantly cutting Fetterman off to protect him from himself, there is nothing the media can do to spin this debate. Mm. Uh, I've never seen someone so obviously mentally, physically unfit to serve in office than John Fetterman. PR executive John Holmes wrote, I've honestly never seen anything like this. The partisanship required to vote for Fetterman at this point should be studied in a lab. It's a great way of putting it. It really is. No one can believe he's better qualified for this job at this point. Stephen Miller said, just so we're all clear, that was Fetterman with weeks of prep and specialized computer assistance throughout. Mm -hmm. So what you saw was the very, very best Fetterman can do, which is terrifying. Um, The uh, former director of uh, national intelligence, Richard Grinnell, said, tap out. This is hard to watch. Uh, Shouldn't 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 this be a controversy for the Democratic Party that they've allowed this to occur? Oh, I think so. I I think it I I think it just shows how they don't really care. No, they do not care. They will use anything or anybody, anything for one ounce of power. That is really you have to. You have to believe that's who they are at this point. I never thought I would quote Lindsey Graham, but you people want power so badly. Mm. God forbid you ever get it. Man, he's totally, he was totally, he was totally right that one time. Yes, that one time. Yeah, he was. Uh, By the way, Time Magazine reporter Charlotte Alter tweeted, I spoke to Fetterman recently and I expected him to be very bad tonight, but he was much worse than I expected. (laughs) Then she got pounded. Remember, this is the one that was did the interview with him. Um, and from uh, Time Magazine, yeah, I thought that Time, was NBC. No, she did. She did, she one, did too. one too, mm-hmm. and uh, she came out and said this last night, and then didn't retract it, but was like, "But, but he could get better." I mean, he's. It's, yeah. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they immediately, immediately just fold. 
Uh, it's hard to see this race not changing decidedly after 20 minutes into this debate. Some of Fetterman's statements simply don't make any sense. It is true. Yeah. I mean, I've been more, you know, warning on the air for 20 years that a lot of times people overplay what debates do in these elections. A lot of times they don't really change that many minds. When you think it's a blowout, it's not. If a debate can change minds, I don't see how that one. There has to be some people in the middle who are like, ah, you know, I hear everybody talking about this. Let me check it out. Those people have to be voting for Dr. Ostaff, right? Like they have to be. He he presented himself very, very well. Yeah. I mean, um, look, this election, to be clear, is a referendum on John Fetterman. This has become a Fetterman election. And I don't think so. I think I, this I think is a so. referendum on human decency. Well, sure. Yes. But I mean, as it relates you to guys, John Fetterman, is this yes, what I, you're really going to be for? You're going to pull you're going to pull the lever because you want power that much. Yes. That you will give it to a guy who cannot do the job. Yeah. And we're saying the same thing there. I agree with you. It's about that. But I will say it's a little unfair to Dr. Oz, who did really well in that debate. Did really well. You know, even if he had an actual opponent who was capable of doing the job against him, he still would have shown up and done a good job. And part of me, I don't know why I was I had low expectations there. I'm sure he's not going to be my policy guy. I'm not going to be citing him as the best you know, policy guy in the Senate. But he had a handle on all the issues. He's obviously smart. He's a heart surgeon. He obviously can communicate. Uh, he's did a TV show for 20 years. And he did really well in that format. That was not just yeah, the story yeah. of a Fetterman disaster. But did you hear the wage question? When they asked about minimum wage, mm-hmm. here's Fetterman cut seven. John Fetterman shoots too low. We want much more money than that. And there are many ways to achieve that. But John Fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents. He's not really cognizant of the real challenges. That's not cut seven, is it? Cut seven. Fetterman answering the wage question. Cut seven. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh, we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to, to pay their own way. I mean, I, what the hell did he just say? Honestly, yeah, I, what did he say? Don't don't fill in the gap. Don't say, well, I think he meant no. What did he just say? America, I thought your choice was really clear before. Uh, This is amazingly clear. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, uh, when you have family stories, things, uh, it's like telephone. It kind of get lost after a generation or two. And then they start to change. And then they get just lost. That's one of the reasons why the um, invention of the, the camera was so important, the movie camera, the picture camera. The problem is those old formats before we hit digital, they don't last. Uh, Have you noticed that your photos are all fading? I mean, I've got some great photos that are just fading away. Well, because they weren't made to last. So what are you going to do about it? You owe it to your family to safeguard the memories that you have. It's why you should join the millions of people who entrust their memories to Legacy Box. 
They capture all of your old photos and home videos digitally, save them on a disc or in the cloud, and ship them back the originals with the originals. We've used Legacy Box. It's fantastic. And now for a limited time, Legacy Box is offering a huge discount. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. You know, I uh, welcome to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Thank you. Goodbye, uh, Pat. Good night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Goodbye. Uh, we're talking about John Fetterman in the debate last night, and you know, I, I I I think we're getting a little off track. We're not talking about how out of step John Fetterman really is. It's not first just all, the stroke. First of all. He lived in his parents' bedroom or his parents' basement for like 45 years. Yeah, okay? a long time. Long he, time. The, the first time. He made he, like $53,000 a year from them. So you want to talk about a silver spoon kid. Mm-hmm. It's John Fetterman. Mm-hmm. He's never done anything. And then when he was the mayor, he, he takes his shotgun out and puts it in the chest of a black man. Yeah. Uh, okay, progressives, where are you on that one? Then, if you want to look at his policies, he is a radical, a radical, complete radical. And is that where Pennsylvania really is? You think we need an, uh, we need more of this? Okay. Then you add on top of it the stroke. If if you got onto a plane and you heard cockpit me here it's john <laughs> fetterman we're going to be flying to denver uh de- de- uh dallas would you freak out a little bit yes yes okay you would and then you go um bing and the stewardess comes up and says yes can i help you and you say uh who's flying the plane is he sober oh yes he just has a problem with speaking because he had a stroke <laughs> do you stay on the plane nope no you don't nope. and it's not because oh you're just bigoted you can't fly with uh, you know people who are handicapped and some no i'm getting off the plane because i know what strokes do and this guy's going to be in the cockpit of the country yes and he's sitting there looking at mm. all the dials and you can tell me he knows where everything is he knows where everything is. He knows how to fly the plane. He's flown the plane before. He's going to be great. But I don't let him fly me in the plane or my family. And as I'm leaving, I say to people, guys, uh, if something goes wrong up there, at the bare minimum, how is he going to communicate with his second in command? Well, how's he going to say, grab the stick? Hey, pull up. How's he going to do that in an emergency? Uh, I'm off the plane. There's going to be a screen where the instructions are printed out for him so he can translate it in his mind. Holy cow. You would not do that. And this is the cockpit of we have one person already who is the captain of the of the flight that doesn't make me a. How is me the um the cabin of uh the airplane and I here's my co-pilot. 
Uh, good night. Uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> I love planes. Out. Okay. I. You've got an old guy who's senile, and then as a helper, you have a guy <laughs> who can't communicate. What is wrong with you? And Anybody who is Diane Feinstein, who's also there yes. to to help. Uh, she's doesn't even Nancy do a great Pelosi, job right now. Who I think is Nancy either Pelosi. hammered mm-hmm. or or on Something's her way wrong to, with her too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they just don't care. <clears throat> they don't. Do, do, <sighs> they don't. I'd like to talk to people from Pennsylvania who are on the fence, on the fence, or is still going to vote for this guy. What? Well, let me ask you this: If the situation were reversed, and you had John Fetterman as your guy. And uh, you had a Democrat that was like Dr. Oz. Would you vote for the Democrat or would you vote for the conservative Fetterman? I'd go third party. I'd find somebody yeah, else to vote for. You'd have to because right? you couldn't you couldn't bring yourself to vote. You obviously know that's not what you're seeing on stage should not be mm-hmm. serving. Yeah, but but if you're going to lose that vote. You're going to lose that seat. Do you want that Democrat to have that seat? I think the overwhelming majority of people, to be clear, are going to stick with what they had going into that night. Most of the people, if you want higher taxes and you want CRT taught in schools, you're not Mm -hmm. voting for Dr. Oz just because John Fetterman was 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 incapable. Right. You're going to stick with you're going to think to yourself, well, the aides will be there. They'll help out. Maybe he'll drop out a week after he, he you know, he gets an office. Yeah. And then I his wife takes over and yeah, then his wife takes over right. or some other candidate. But again, like if you're a Democrat, you look at that and you say, OK, that's what I want. What I think is is notable about that debate, unlike others, is anyone who was at the even at the very fringes of their being persuadable in this race had to be persuaded by watching that had to had to be because not only was he bad maybe the worst of all time yeah um but he had the help that they said he needed oh no 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 he had the help yeah he did no 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 he did no 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 now they're saying that uh the equipment wasn't working right uh veteran is saying this the the bs the news is saying no no no, we were there. It it was exact. It was right. But he's saying it was it was all jumbled up. up and messed up, and Jeez. that's what. No, that oh that's gosh. not even possible. You understood the question, yeah. right? You couldn't answer it, right? And they yeah. came out and they said that the the captioning company did say like, no, they're wrong. We were completely on this. And in fact, they were so so out in front of this, which I thought was really smart. Before it announced, they said if you're watching captioning on TV. It's not going to be the same as what they're seeing. Because, you know, when you're watching captioning on TV, it's mostly right, but sometimes mm-hmm. screwed up. And they were worried there was going to be a conspiracy theory, essentially, that what people watched on their TV captioning was the same as what Fetterman was seeing. And maybe that's why he got screwed up. So they announced that before the debate even started. Right. And they had a they had experienced people there closed captioning that event live. And when you did catch a glimpse of the screen, it was perfect. So let me just, I mean, there is another candidate out there for Democrats. There. Um, yes. Really? He's a little younger. Um, I just just want to play a clip. Uh, if you would, please cut 11. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, 
you you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. That's better than most of Fetterman's night. <laughs> oh, man. Well thought out policy. Well yeah, thought out policy. That's really <laughs> what it was like last night. Uh, it was like that for KJP, by the way, yesterday, too. Did oh, you see her answering some of those just questions? Bad. She has had no stroke. I mean, uh, the only difference is she gets to read her answers. They, you know, the, unfortunately, the, 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 uh, the the screens at this mm-hmm. debate last night did not feed Fetterman the answers, which maybe he would have had a chance. They do this with KJP, and she's still this bad. Yeah. Every single uh, thing she says, she's reading. Cut uh, 37. Watch her start to answer this question. What is the criteria the country would have to meet for it not to be a national emergency, or is that even a goal? So here's the thing. We cannot forget uh, that it's not this one. is still... That's uh, the other one. Oh, that was b- going to be bad too. Yeah, yeah that was going to be really bad, bad as well. Um, uh, what did they but, need to stop this national emergency? Uh, uh, nothing. We're never going to stop it. And that's essentially what she <laughs> was yeah, saying. I know. Yeah, because uh, the emergency just keeps going. Uh, we actually wrote it out. I don't have it with me, you, but we wrote out her response. You, oh, Sarah says we have. Do we have it? it. All right. And you know, it is. It is. Um, it is. You know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is, you know, it is reckless. It is <laughs> that's a re- reckless game. You're not editing? Economic, no editing. E- with our economy. No, that's so really how. Ha- yeah, it is, it is, it is. Uh, okay, now wait, now play the Fetterman on fracking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See which one is worse. <laughs> See which one is worse. <laughs> Go ahead. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay, now here she is at the White House. <laughs> and, you know, it is, it is, um, uh-huh. it is, you know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is, okay, okay. you know, it is reckless. All right, all right. It is playing a reckless. All right, now <laughs> to that, now like to cut worse, 11, please. She's worse. Cut, mm-hmm. to, cut 11. Have you ever had a dream <laughs> that... That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. There you go. <laughs> I vote for the kid. <laughs> Me too. He's adorable. He Me is too. adorable. Fetterman's not adorable. He's no, not, not at all. running the country. Right. He's not running the country. Right. All right. That's just a stunning collection Isn't of it? gibberish. And we didn't even include the president. Yeah, who's obviously completely incoherent. I, I, it's remarkable. I, I, I really breath like just took my breath away watching that last night. I cannot believe yeah, they rolled him out there be for that. Bad. Yeah, but even with the help he got, it was worse than I anticipated. Yeah, because I, I keep coming back to that fracking one. That is not him not being able to access a word. That is him not being able to access Thoughts. the concept mm-hmm. of how to answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, I changed my mind from 2018. Yeah. is a fine response. It's obviously he was lying. He's probably just saying whatever he can in front of his... He obviously doesn't actually approve of fracking. He's just saying that of now to win votes. Everyone knows he's lying. Yeah. But like... 
just say you changed your mind in four years. At least that's yeah, an answer. He can't, he he can't. can't access the concept mm-hmm. of that answer. It's not that he can't access the word. Joe, Joe Biden's just a stutterer. It's not that at all. <laughs> he can't think of anything that would make sense in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's jaw-dropping. Now, again, I take you back to the airplane <laughs> as it's crashing. I, I know what I want to say, but I can't grasp the phrase... <laughs> Take the stick. Right. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Not a good thing, America. Wow. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, I know yeah, we I are know. very picky. Um, saving money is something. <laughs> Can you imagine if I would have said that this was going to happen to our country, that we would have a guy who is so incompetent, you didn't know if he was lying, senile, or being lied to. That you had a senator that was going out on the floor to vote for reconciliation and in the elevator said, I don't even know what that means. That's well, that's Diane Feinstein. Correct. It's actually happening. That you you would have Fetterman mm. running. Would, would you have believed any of this? No. Uh, yeah. Again, you can have. I would. I would expect crazy liberals. I would expect socialist ideas. The yeah, fact that this. they can't get people that speak is. is it shows you they don't care about. They democracy is uh, under th- under attack. Yeah, by whom exactly? You don't care about the individual. You don't care. All right, saving money is something that uh, we all have to do. Good to be prepared for whatever's coming down the pike. Okay, you know, most stuff takes you time to be able to save, et cetera, et cetera, but not upside. With upside, I've always been saving upside. And again, I'm anyway, upside is an amazing app. Would you have me do this job if I was like that? No. Upside isn't a, but I can think it through, gang. Upside is an amazing app that is going to save you money on gas and groceries and dining out. All you have to do is download it and use the promo code BECK. Now, you'll automatically get 25 cents or more back on every gallon of gas in your first tank. From there, just find an offer for whatever you're buying. Just check in at the business that you're at, and when you pay, you get paid. It's easy, and you'll feel the results where it counts in the wallet. Hey, truckers, did you just hear what I said? Download the free Upside app. Use the promo code BECK and get $0.25 cents or more back on every gallon on your first tank of gas. I might do that. Uh, do it now. Use the promo code BECK. Just download it from the App Store. It's Upside. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Here's one last piece on the uh, Fetterman uh, debate, and it is on his medical records, which is really important. What else are they hiding? Listen, cuts not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, To me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have 
you know, spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up, I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records, why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, yeah, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. I mean, the man mm -hmm. said believe probably a thousand times right. in the debate because uh, it was, a t you know, he just trying to get to a word he can get through. Right. And and remember, he um, he's just had a defibrillator uh, installed, a, uh, a uh, what do you call it, a pacemaker, pacemaker and a defibrillator installed in his heart right around the same time that he had the stroke. So the guy's not healthy. They make this argument like he's he's okay. Yes, we understand that he you know he's screwing up the words and he's mushing them together, but he's okay. His doctor says he's okay. And they did release a letter from his doctor who seemingly just started with him by the way, which is also odd. It's his, doc his doctor since May, which is kind of weird. But the bottom line is if your argument is he's okay, why wouldn't you release these records? What must be in there? That you wouldn't release them and let people say, okay, he's had some health problems, but he's all right. There must be something in there that is they think is so disturbing that they can't release it, which and is And maybe the reason, even worse reason, why the Democrats are allowing this to go on. Get the seat. He's not going to be around long. Right. They'll, they'll kick it. They'll either I mean, remove him or... Unbelievable. You know, yeah. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I've got some good news for you. If Do you watch The Chosen? Have you watched The Chosen? I haven't. I've heard great things oh about it. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. Yeah. It is really good. Season three is starting November 18th. Oh. Um, and the theme of season three is come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. What a, a providential uh, season for this year. Um, this is when uh, it ended right before he gave the uh, Sermon on the Mount. It's going to open with that and the consequences of it. And I don't know if you've if you've ever watched a Jesus movie, you know, his clothes are always clean and everybody's always in just really nice white clothes. And you're like, huh, they've got some really powerful tide back then. Uh, that's not this movie. This is so inspiring and so real. And you see the apostles struggling to believe and figure out what's going on and it, it's really a great show it's going to be in the movie theaters november 18th the chosen season three more information visit the chosen tickets.com that's the chosen tickets.com do it now
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the program. There were three debates last night that were very important. Fetterman, we just addressed that in hour number one of our program. Um, If you missed it, grab it on the podcast. Next, New York. The governor of New York is on the ropes. Uh, And then Whitmer. And I think Whitmer is also on the ropes. We're going to cover those. And I want to hear from anybody from New York, Michigan, or Pennsylvania. Also, you know what? Like to hear from those in uh, Arizona as well. We have an interview that airs tonight at, I think, 7 p.m. Blaze audience is going to get it a few hours early. Um, but it'll be at 7 p.m. on YouTube, and it is well worth watching. I spent an hour with Carrie Lake, and I asked her some tough questions. I, uh, I wanted to really get to know her and how she came to the things that she has arrived to. Yeah, I'm telling you, she is... I think she could be a first female president if she wins in Arizona and does what she says she's going to do. She is going to be a powerhouse. She's really, really sharp. Uh, That'll be tonight, Blaze TV. You can get it uh, early, 7 p.m. It'll be on my YouTube channel. Just search YouTube Glenn Beck, and you'll be able to get that uh, at 7 p.m. But I want to hear from you if you're in one of the critical states. What did you think of the debate last night? We go to the New York debate in 60 seconds. You know, I don't know what it's you know like to die and go to heaven, but I'm sure, pretty sure, you know, we'll experience it. Uh, we'll all experience it. And then uh, I wish I could come back and tell you what it was like. Hey, really, remember, this is on. The, this is going to be on the quiz. Don't do this. Anyway, uh, the closest you can get to heaven is going to bed and uh, sleeping and having just one of the greatest night's sleep. And... The MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets will help you do that. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, means they're as low as $39.99 with the promo code BECK. Just like everything else that MyPillow makes, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a guarantee you're not going to need because you are going to love these sheets. Sleep on the absolute best, especially when they're on sale for such a low, low price. Do yourself a favor, get the Giza Dream Sheets today. A ridiculous offer of $39.99, the best sheets I've ever had. MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, uh, check check out the uh, flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, along with the other limited time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials at MyPillow.com. Okay, did you did you by any chance get a chance to see any of the um, any of the debate from uh, either New York or Michigan last night? Saw some of the Michigan one, a couple of clips from the New York debate last night was a big night. I mean, probably the biggest night in the run up to these elections. And I have to tell you, I I, I find it interesting that. You you have good politicians, politicians, and what they've been saying is so ridiculous and so easily out of step 
that once you get them on the debate stage, they just can't defend it. They just can't defend it. Why these debates are important. You know, there's very few times that you have an opportunity to actually see these people answer these questions. How many times have we begged journalists to say, hey, you keep asking about the rape and incest exception for abortion, for example. When are you going to ask about abortion all the way up to the moment before birth, which the New York Times told us yesterday does not exist, but... When are we gonna when are we gonna hear about that? When are you gonna ask them what's the restriction you do have? We know that 84% of people are against third trimester abortions, not even up to the last minute of birth, but against third trimester abortions. Where are you on that issue? Why why do you disagree with 84% of the American people? Can you outline that? They never get pushed on this. And occasionally during a debate, you'll have to at least see them try to squirm their way out of an answer, which is satisfying. Well, let me give you a couple of things. Let me go to New York. Um, it was Hochul against uh, Zeldin. Zeldin, the Republican, here, cut 28. He's talking about crime. You have people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now, there should be a special session. The state legislature should come back and they should overhaul Castle's bail and these other pro-criminal laws laws with zero tolerance but they're saying elect me she says elect me and then you'll find out where maybe i'll stand on this issue in january zelmentum <laughs> zelmentum zelmentum is right. here okay now he just slammed her on crime here's the response got 29 this this governor who still to this moment we're not what are we halfway through the debate she still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes okay anyone is- who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. You don't know why that's so important to you? I don't know why it's so important. Dauber could have been out free, you know? What I mean, especially changes with bail. I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the big problem. Wow, completely out of of step. Uh, Cut 30, the status quo. Well, listen, you ask the will of the people. They want to see reform. Even Mayor Adams says that judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness. I don't think that if you're two Mexican cartel drug smugglers busted with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth, that you should just be instantly released on cashless bail. Now, Kathy Ockel supports cashless bail. As soon as it got implemented, she was out there bragging about it. She chose the champion of the defund the police movement and the architect of cashless bail, Brian Benjamin. Yeah, that guy who got arrested and had to resign. That was her first big decision to make him the lieutenant governor. We need to repeal cashless bail. We need to repeal the HALT Act. Amend raise the age and less is more. We need to make our streets safe again. I'm running to take back our streets and to support unapologetically our men and women in law enforcement. Enforcement. This is about all of us together, Republicans, Democrats, independents, as New Yorkers, to make sure our streets are safe again, to make sure our subways are safe again. This is our opportunity. Two weeks from tonight, we can continue with the status quo where they believe they haven't passed enough pro-criminal laws, or we could take control of our destiny and make sure law-abiding New Yorkers are in charge of our streets again. He had her on the ropes all night. Um, 
She's not good either. I mean, no, she's really, really bad. Um, he said the reason why she's lost the trust of so many New Yorkers is one, the scandal over the six hundred and thirty-seven million dollars uh, worth of overpriced COVID nineteen tests that the state bought, and the state bought it from a hokal donor after mm. he hosted a fundraiser for her. And uh, then she suspends unilaterally New York's competitive bidding laws. And so she overpays. Yeah. If I remember the numbers right, it's more than double any other state. Yes, it is. It uh, is. Which is incredible. Right. I mean, it's so obvious that something was going on here. And she said, I, there's no pay to play corruption going on. He said, well, what are you going to do to investigate? Well, there's nothing. There's never been a quid pro quo uh, policy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was also forced to play defense on the $600 million that she added to the state budget to help fund a new stadium in her own hometown for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, And this was added at the last minute. Uh, He said, I'm going to go back and renegotiate because this is ridiculous. And she said, Buffalo Bills, uh, that's like Broadway to New York. Uh, We, you know, we need to. We need to have a great stadium there for Buffalo. Oh, really? And by the way, did anybody point out that her husband is a top executive at the company that runs <laughs> all the concession stands in the new stadium? That's that's shocking. By the way, Buffalo Bills fans will walk through like 27 feet of snow to go to those games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'd love a nice stadium, but I don't. I mean, they will go no matter what. They're they're really good fans. <laughs> they will sit through anything. She was also put on the ropes, asked about um, immigrants. Uh, she was, you know, the, you know, kind of wanted to know a little bit about, you know, hey, how are things uh, with, um, you know, the other states uh, and, uh, and how things are looking with other states? Mm. Why aren't you calling uh, Texas or Arizona? Why haven't you called any of these states? Here is her reaction. President Biden started making changes so people are more likely to have an incentive to stay in their own country. We're talking mostly about Venezuela, those individuals. So we've already seen a stemming of the tide of people. I don't know that that'll change, but right now it's in a different direction. But we're there to be of assistance to the mayor. I mean, not not to say it would necessarily be effective, but why not call the governor of Texas and say, hey, what are you doing? If you think it'd be useful, I could call him, but I don't think that that's going to change his tune. I know the mayor did outreach. I mean, you know, when you, someone's so intent on politicizing an environment, something we're rather familiar with, with all this conversation all the time about trying to scare people and demagoguery, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can really get through in a rational way to the governor of Texas, but if all of you think I should make the call, I will. But where I'm working is with the president, working with President Biden, working with Mayor Adams to help these people. Wow. Not a good answer. Not a good answer. I mean, look, Greg Abbott is not going to be won over by Kathy Hochul phone call. But you could make the call and say, hey, look, look, I I, we know the border is messed up. What can we do to to smooth this over? Can you send them to freaking Chicago instead? (laughs) You know, I mean, who knows? You might get through The, the problem here with with this race. And there are multiple factors working against Kathy Hochul here and for Lee Zeldin. It's a Republican leaning year. Um, the the situation for voters is not good. They see all the negative things that are going on. So it's not just when I say Republican leaning year, it's because of the issues and it's because of just, you know, it's a midterm with a Democratic president. They're like, there's the fundamentals are there. But that's not enough for a Republican to win. What's interesting about this race and why I think it is legitimately competitive and different than other races in blue states is 
is because there's no fan, there's no fan of Kathy Hochul that exists. There, there were fans of Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. There are, there were fans. I'm one of them. I, I love the guy. Fantastic. Um, but like people really hated him, but also he had people who loved him. Kathy Hochul has no passion behind her. She's never done anything to really deserve to be elected. She's been in this office and has had really a terrible time doing it. And the only reason she has the job is not because people were passionate and elected her, because Andrew Cuomo was such a dirtbag, he got thrown out of office. So now you have a situation where it's not, there's no, there's no base of support for Kathy Hochul. She's just a replacement level Democrat. And then you see her performance and you realize she's actually below that. So, so can Lee Zeldin, who I thought did well there. Here's my here's my take on what these uh, debates are going to do. Anybody who hadn't made up their mind are going to go to the right. They're going to go to uh, these, you know, Dr. Oz. He's not so bad. And Hochul's really kind of bad. So in New York, I'm going to I'm going to go with Zeldin in Pennsylvania. I'm going to go with Oz. Mm-hmm. If you were on the fence. Yeah. If you already made up your mind that these these aren't going to change anything except your motivation to go out and vote you're not going to walk through a wall of fire and broken glass to vote for either one of these guys it will depress the the turnout hopefully i mean you know i wouldn't be if that was my guy either one of those by the way if you missed the debate cut 11 you missed the debate in pennsylvania last night uh here it is to refresh have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything? All right, more in just a second. It was that bad. It really was that bad. Uh, relief factor. Nobody ever said life was going to be easy, but now you're living with pain and you got to wonder sometimes, could it? I mean, really? Is that just me? That's a lot, a lot of my bad prayers start like that. Really? That I mean, you, this is okay. I get it. <laughs> anyway, if you're like that, uh, know that there is something out there that might be able to help you with your pain, especially if it's just downright debilitating. It is Relief Factor. I say, you know, it's for extreme pain, but it's really not. I mean, you could take this for for really anything, uh, and it's really good for you. Reducing inflammation in your body is good for you. But I say debilitating pain because I had that, and it's gone because of Relief Factor. And I have to tell you, I have met so many people that, like, like it's a miracle kind of drug, at least for them. Three-week quick start. May work for you, may not. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks, take it as directed, go on to order more month after month. So just try it. It's $19.95 for the three-week trial. Quick start. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Let me go to uh, Andrew in Pennsylvania. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Andrew. Hi, Thank you for taking can Yeah, you hear me? Yes, I can. You're welcome. You're Thank on you. the air. Excellent. Um, 
I watched the debate last night, and I agree 100% with you, Glenn. It was very painful. It I was. mean, it was, it was bad. I'm here not that far from the Capitol. But everybody's avoiding the real elephant in the room. Um, and that is Pennsylvania laws haven't changed from the 2020 election. In saying that, uh, ballots have already been mailed in even before people had a chance to watch this debate. Right. And that was 556,750 ballots have already been received. This is an intentional strategy, of course, by the Fetterman campaign to push this debate as late as humanly possible so that as many early votes could be cast before people saw it. It's the one piece of strategy I guess you can give the Democrats credit for here, although they should have just said he had a tummy ache and couldn't make it. That would have been a much better strategy. Are you there? Stats and stats show in the 2020 election, 65% of those ballots cast are Democratic ballots. So that leaves 362,000 ballots already cast for the Democratic candidate so far in Pennsylvania. I mean, many of these states won by 22,000 votes or thereabouts. You can read in too much into the early voting stuff. It's important for people to understand, too. It's really crucial. I think people get a lot of times when you talk about this stuff, people get beat down. They feel like, well, what's what's the point of going out and voting? And that is the I think I think you'd agree with this, uh, Andrew. This is the exact opposite message we want to send to people. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, people need to get out and vote, especially from our side. Glenn, I'm so confident that he's going to win. I know how you like nice, juicy steaks. I will personally bet you a steak of your choice. (laughs) That he wins. That Fetterman wins? Yes. Yeah, I don't think I'm willing to take that bet. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, come on, Glenn. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you. Nice, juicy steak. You got it. Wait, okay. So, wait, who's betting what? Now, wait, I want to get the bet down here. So, Glenn, you're betting that. I'll bet you a box of steaks. I'll send you a big box of steaks. Really good steaks. Wait, but what is the bet? Who is voting on Fetterman? I'm, Who says Fetterman's going to win? He says uh, uh uh, Fetterman. Fetterman's going to win. Mm. Wow. I'm on the losing end, but I, I'm going to be in there pitching the whole time. Now, you're saying Oz is going to win, and look, I, he could. This it race could. is tightened the dramatically. Only, the only thing, the only reason why I would say he's not going to win is because of early voting. But one of the and things about early voting, which is important to understand, is that the people who vote early tend to be the most dedicated and yeah. usually partisan voters. These are people right. who are excited to get out there on day one, particularly for Democrats. So how many of those votes would you have switched by the debate? I, Probably, I don't know. Persuadables yeah. are not like, oh, I'm going to vote a month early, right? Like that's not, it's not, if you're on the fence, that's not what you're doing. And so hopefully the people did see this. That is part of the strategy though, from the Fetterman campaign. They tried to push this. They, they, I'm surprised they didn't want to do it on Halloween night. Okay, Andrew, hold on. Hold on, because you, you might be eating steaks for a while. That's the type of bet you like to lose, too. I, that's the type of bet I like. When I make a bet, and the result of the bet makes me happier than winning it. Yeah. Like, that's why I bet against the Eagles. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna t- <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather lose this money. You better, you better start working <laughs> for Fetterman, man, because I'm going to send you a box of uh, steaks from Good Ranchers, which is all 100%, uh, you know, U.S. steaks from really good ranchers. Um, so I'll I'll send you a box of that if you win. Now, steak here in Texas is pretty expensive, Andrew. I'm just saying.
Um, let me go to uh, uh, let me go to Judy in Pennsylvania. Hello, Judy. Yes. Hi, Glenn and Stu. Awesome hey. to be on your show. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to say um, I've had a Democrat some years ago tell me they would vote for a baboon if he were on the ticket on the Democrat ticket. And so, yeah, I'm thinking I'm agreeing with what Stuart said, that it will more likely fall along party lines voting. And that turnout is going to be the biggest issue. Yeah, I think it will be. But you think people are going to be turning out for Oz or is that still depressed? I am not. My vibes are not strong Mm. um, for a huge turnout. Oh, come on. Pennsylvania, Republicans, you've got to turn out. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, that'll, that'll really make me mad. You reckon the rest of us. Stop it. Uh, all right. Uh, wouldn't it be crazy to assume that you could, uh, you know, just walk down a really dangerous alleyway at night in New York City? And you're just like, you know, I'm not going to run into some any trouble. I mean, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm In fact, I'm going to tape cash to my face. Yeah, not so good. Okay? You need protection. You need to know the neighborhood you're in. And when you're online, you're in a bad neighborhood all the time. There is always somebody trying to steal your information. All of our information is online. Right now, I want you to protect yourself. Get a subscription to LifeLock. It's 25% off now. Top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and because nobody can stop everything, access to restoration teams if you do end up having your information hacked into. It's worth the money, trust me. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. What a night it was last night. We'll get into more of it here in a second. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Uh, I uh, I can't wait for you to hear the interview um, with Carrie Lake that will air tonight on my YouTube page. It is a uh, special podcast. It's podcast 160. It'll come out at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, tonight. Uh, and I, yeah, I think you're just going to really love it. It was a really, really revealing interview. You know, she, uh, this is Carrie Lake. She's running for um, uh, governor of Arizona. And she's running a very unconventional campaign. She's buying hardly any TV spots. They're just pounding her into the ground. And she is now beating her competitor. Uh, and Katie Hobbs, who, by the way, should the approach the Fetterman campaign should have taken is the Katie Hobbs approach. She just will not debate Carrie Lake. Right. She just so won't she'll lose. She's, yeah, she, she'll she'll lose, lose. And she's terrified. Yeah. Fetterman should have listened to that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Carrie is just so good. But she's new to the scene. You don't know who she is. I, you know, I know Carrie, but I don't I, we're not like best buds. Uh, and so I wanted to get down to a couple of things that being said about her that she's a fake christian okay so i asked her can you tell me how you went from here to here what happened 
And I've always said, if you say, if you want to change your mind on something, if you really are a believer in one thing and then you change your mind on something big like abortion or God or something like that, if you can't tell me the color of the paint or the wallpaper in the room when you had that epiphany, you didn't have an epiphany. You're lying to me. So I asked her and I also asked her, how did you go from Reagan to uh, not uh, not trusting George Bush enough to say, I'm going to vote for um, Obama over John McCain from your state then register as an independent and leave that party afterwards to where you are now. Tell me that evolution. It's unbelievable. It's really, really good. It's real. She, I think, is the real deal. So make sure you, we're going to play a couple of clips of it uh, in the next hour. Uh, don't miss the Carrie Lake podcast tonight. She's really good and very confident that they're going to win. Uh, she thinks Masters is also going to win. Uh, she sees uh, she she is uh, hoping and praying that a sweep is going to happen in Arizona, which would be really really good. And probably technically, you'd look at both of those races in Arizona as toss ups. I think it's leaning towards Carrie Lake pretty significantly. She's led in several polls in a row, mm-hmm. not even by like one point, but more like two or three. But Masters has closed that gap as well. That, that's a total toss-up. That's one of the more pure toss-ups we have now. Which, again, we should remind you, Mitch McConnell bailed on funding. This makes that, me so It angry. makes no sense. I mean, it was it was never... You know, if he was down by 12 points right now, you could make the argument. All right, look, let's put our resources in other places. He was down by... Masters was down by, you know, 10 points, 12 points in those early polls. McConnell pulled his money out. And since then, he's you know, risen in the polls has now closed this to a, a pure toss up between Mark Kelly and, uh, and Blake masters. And he's got a really good chance to win, especially with Carrie Lake, who we were also told had no chance to win. Right. We were told that both of these candidates were way too extreme and had no chance. And the Republicans blew it. And now it looks like they might pull both of them out. Uh, in spite of the Republicans, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there's something else going on in Arizona. Project Veritas uh, just caught Mark Kelly's uh, organizer out on the street. She's a field organizer for the campaign. And the field organizer is talking about how Mark Kelly is hiding all of his far left beliefs because he needs the independence to be able to win against masters. Listen to this. Cut 17. What if I came across a Republican and they like asked me if Mark Kelly is pro-life? Yes say yes i would say i would say mark kelly is pro-life but also pro keeping the government out of our health care i don't know something stupid like that <laughs> even though he's not pro-life <laughs> oh, absolutely he's not pro-life <laughs> and then i'd go to something like you know after um his wife was in a shooting he values life so much wow it's just a shame i can't be too far left leaning otherwise that'll scare away a lot of those independents and he needs to get and that's 40 percent like he can't win with just democrat votes he has to play both sides 40 percent of the people voting are undecided whether or not they're going to vote republican democrat so he's not going to outright say like all of the very liberal even though you think he's gonna yeah do them anyways 
yeah, for sure. What? Well, he's not going to say anything outright about what he's going to do unless it will garner support from independents and some of the moderate Republicans. Because he needs them? Well, yeah, he needs them, otherwise he won't win. Oh, so if he's outright said it, then he wouldn't win. It would scare people away, What yeah. would you stay away from saying, you know, to get them to vote for Mark Kelly? Like, as a Republican? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, um, any, I wouldn't say pro-choice. Even I though he say, is, right? Even though he is. Okay. The Republican that's running against him um, believes that the election was a fraud, that, like, like crazy, 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 crazy. conspiracy, right yeah. conspiracies you can get, yeah, um, and so it's just like, <laughs> look at the alternatives, um, and they're not super beautiful. Listen to that. She's saying it's a conspiracy to point out that he's a conspiracy, master's conspiracy theorist. He believes it was a fraud, yet she's teaching someone how to commit fraud in an election she's teaching them don't say this even though that's the truth don't say that do this and if you didn't have it on film you would say that's a conspiracy theory of course we wouldn't do that i mean it's it's amazing the word games there is just no truth there's no truth in our society stand for truth uh, let me go to uh, Terry in Pennsylvania. Hello, per uh, uh, Terry. Hey, good night to you and, and good night. <laughs> good, night. good night. Good night. Good night. I think we could. I think we could live with that one for a long time. Oh yes, I do too. Uh, I, I've got uh, a former GM of WHP Radio, and we're we're very happy to have you guys in Central Pennsylvania. Oh, thank you well, very much. Yeah. We love you guys. Two, uh, two big issues. One of them, I'm wondering whether uh, the electorate is finally getting, getting what it deserves for not paying attention uh, over the past 10 years or so to uh, politics and local politics, especially when you look at what Fetterman uh, is, is suggesting. The other, my, other, my other option is it's Pennsylvania, Glenn, Pittsburgh, and uh, Philadelphia are going to rule the day. Um, you know, Democratic strongholds. I'm praying for uh, a change there, especially when you heard uh, Mr. Oz uh, uh, suggest that he was very supportive of the unions uh, in Pennsylvania. That he kind of slipped that in at the end of the uh, the end of the interview. Uh, Fetterman went there, and Oz Oz went there right after <laughs> right after Fetterman went right. there. I'm like, well. There's the there's the flag, you know. There's the, there's the message that uh, that Oz needed to send. So hopefully that will uh, that, that will give some more strength to the Oz campaign. Well, Terry, thank you for uh, everything. Thanks for your phone call. I will tell you that I too am concerned that we are paying a price. Except we're not paying the full price yet for not being involved. For the average person not paying attention, not doing their homework, not really knowing what the issues are. Um, we are about to pay a very, very heavy price. And I think that's either way this election uh, falls. One, we have a chance of stopping the insanity. That's what has to happen. We just have to stop the madness. Okay, Truth is truth. We have to stop saying and stop um uh, putting into power people who 
claim things that are wholly untrue. Spending more money as the government will not reduce inflation. Getting rid of fossil fuels is not good for us. Okay, it's not. You know, we're all going to love owning nothing. We're all going to love eating bugs. We're all going to love being any gender we want because there's an unlimited number of genders. And that dude is now a woman and can have a baby. No, none of that is true. We're being very humane by letting people cross the border. No, not true. The thing we have to do is end the madness. End the madness. Let me give uh, one more here before the break. Uh, let me go to Judy in Pennsylvania, line 10. Hello, Judy. Judy, are you there? Hi. Hello. I just wanted to end the Pennsylvania thing on a positive note for you. Yeah. My son, who's 25, wasn't planning on voting at all in the election. And uh, he came home from work last night, and we were watching the debate, and he watched the rest of it and just sat there sort of stunned and said, boy, I wish I wouldn't have seen this because now I have to vote because I can't let that guy have a chance of winning. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Love it. It had to be the reaction of people, right? It had Had to to be. be. Uh, It's not just us saying that. I keep, I I always look for, I'm trying to test my priors, right? Uh, Am I, I believe Fetterman was bad. Am I just seeing this because I want to see it? No. I don't think that's the case here. This is no, this was not. one of the most dramatic moments in politics that we've seen in a, quite a bit. This this will in time, uh, you know, if we regain our sanity in mm-hmm. time, this will go down as the most bizarre time in American history. It, it will because we'll have video of it now of that debate at the same time having President Biden in office at these times. That's who the American people chose. It's it's it is going to be remembered by historians at some point in the proper fashion when they write when they write the decline and fall of the American empire. This will play a very big role back in just a second. You have the opportunity today. There's still time to do it to get your finances in better shape than they've ever been. You have the opportunity to start saving more and spending less where you don't need to. Making sure your money that you are spending every month is spent wisely. Do you have credit card debt? Have you seen the percentage of interest you're paying? I'm betting it's not cheap. 19, 20, 21 percent. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be at 15%. You owe it to yourself to give American Financing a call today. Give them 10 minutes to go over your finances to see how much you could be saving. These are salary-based mortgage consultants. So they're, they're working for you, not the bank. And they're not hiding anything from you. There's no upfront or hidden fees, no pressure or obligation. You're just going to, um, work with decent people. They've been America's home for home loans for two decades plus. So call American Financing. Let them help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Back Program.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I want to get into uh, I want to get into one more debate, and that is the uh, debate in Michigan. Apparently, the governor has a problem uh, remembering things correctly. Here's Whitmer. Cut twelve. Governor, you've been in office for four years now. Harry Truman said the buck stops at your desk. You've had four years to try to fix education in this state. Why is it not where you would want it to go at least four years ago where you said you wanted to go? We've also had some historic challenges over the last few years, I think, to put it lightly. You know, Mrs. Dixon says that I kept students out longer than any other state. That's just not true. I worked closely with my Republican and Democratic governors, and <laughs> kids were out for three months. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. I hold just on, heard just a second. Audible- Stop. Ah, uh, they, they school Michigan. Did you know that? Wow, your kids were only out for three months. It's incredible. Unfortunately for you, we have a time machine. Here, here we go uh, back to Whitmer, uh, November 2020. So there will only be remote learning uh, in all high schools. Uh, you're saying, as well as all colleges and universities in Michigan? Yes, that's right. We know that when you see spread happening in schools, in large part, it is the high school ages. These are kids who have more contacts every single day. These are also kids who can adapt to remote learning, uh, online learning easier than younger younger students. And so for these reasons, we thought it made sense to get them out of the classrooms. Okay. Okay. So not true. Here she is, cut 14 Caught in a campaign ad lie. So the governor doesn't decide for the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association what the checks are going to be. Mrs. Dixon. I'm glad she admitted that because her commercials are constantly saying that she gave $400 checks back to everyone. So I'm glad she's admitting that those checks didn't come from her and she actually isn't putting money back into the pockets of the Michigan people. <laughs> just not good. Not good. What is that race standing at? Again, it's another one that you would think is going to uh, to be a lead for the Democrat and has tightened up considerably over the past month or so. Uh, I remember we had Steve Dason who was going through and he had a pretty optimistic take on what yeah. Republicans were going to be able to achieve. The one state he was really worried about was Michigan. And uh, understandably, at times, I, you know, Whit- Whitmer is probably still the favorite there. Uh, but the latest poll from Trafalgar had um, Whitmer only up by one. Another poll from Wick that came out a couple of weeks, about a week or so ago, uh, had Dixon up one. Uh, and then a signal poll came out, it had Whitmer up six. Uh, so I think it's a pretty close race at this point. You know, and Michigan's not New York either. I mean, a, right. you know, a Republican can win in Michigan. Right. It's not always easy, but a Republican win. Right. And Whitmer was particularly bad throughout the pandemic. And she re- really was. Republican uh, Ted Budd, yeah, uh, is yeah. is now ahead of Beasley by four points in North Carolina. So things are moving in the right direction. Let's uh, let's keep up the momentum, shall we? And make sure you get everyone you know to the polls. This is going to come down to who shows up. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, every day. We is a, a country dance. We dance just a little closer to that cliff. Uh, yeah. Only God knows whether we're going to plunge over the side or not. Um, I'm not sure. Some days I'm hopeful. No. Some days I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going over the cliff. 
Um, we are facing massive problems and food shortages are going to be one of them. And even if even if it has nothing to do with war, which is coming, gang, it is coming, I believe. Um, and that will change everything, everything. There was a story out today that talked about how we need to get rid of foods, certain foods, lots of them, because they're just not good for the environment. These people are crazy. They're crazy. Please protect yourself against crazy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Save $250 off a three-month emergency food kit. It'll ship fast and discreetly and for free. Save $250. MyPatriotSupply.com. You have to depend on yourself. Be self-reliant. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go there now. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today is your day to call in. Tell us what you thought about the debates, especially if you live in one of the uh, key uh, states for the debates last night. Also like to hear from you in Arizona. Uh, Tonight, I am airing an interview I did yesterday with Carrie Lake. She is running for the governor of Arizona. She is a different animal entirely. She is... Wow, is she a strong and powerful woman who uh, knows who she is. I want to play a couple of clips for you here from Carrie Lake coming up this hour. You don't want to miss this interview. It is on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search for Glenn Beck at 7 p.m. Now, it's going to be up in a few hours uh, here for Blaze subscribers, so you'll get it free for uh, first. Uh, but you can also get it at 7 p.m. tonight on YouTube. My interview with Carrie Lake. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I learned about her and play a few clips from it in 60 seconds. You know, most people don't want other people to watch them fail. Apparently, the left is fine with it. <laughs> Did you see last night with Fetterman? Oh, if you missed our commentary, grab the podcast. I'm sure we'll be mentioning it again soon here, though. Uh, they have failed our economy. They failed our children. Our social fabric is being ripped apart. And we're watching it in real time. It's time to let them fail alone. You have better things to do with your time and your money than be a part of all of that. It is time for a parallel economy. You want to go down that road? Go down that road. We're not. My Patriots, I'm sorry, my uh, uh, Patriot Mobile shares your values and won't send your uh, hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America. In fact, they work for conservative causes, not against them. 
You're going to get the same great nationwide service. This is their top priority. All while supporting a company that loves America. It is the reason they have the top priority of being a great cell company so they can make money to serve the Constitution. They're a fantastic company. Check them out now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code Beck. Special discounts for veterans and first responders. Join the movement. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Well, it's going to be nice to be on the winning side, I think, uh, this election. I think there's a good shot that we have a very good night. There also is a shot we have a very bad night. Yeah, chickens have not hatched. Yeah, I know they have not. No. So I'm not counting on the feast, and I'm not putting any money down on it. By the way, have you seen the, uh, the betting markets? I, I do monitor these, yes. Yeah, I knew you did. I knew you would have this. What? What? Uh, I'm looking at, look at all of them from last night. Fetterman was. Oof. Fetterman, interesting. So uh, it was basically a toss-up going into this debate, and it's now gone to a 67-33 situation. So from even odds to two-thirds for Dr. Oz after one debate. That's probably the biggest I have ever seen. Uh, as far as a movement in one of these uh, markets, also five times the normal volume. Wow. So people I've always believed in the betting markets because people put their money down. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing to add into the picture. I mean, none of these things and people was like, oh, you, you love polls. And it's like, well, polls are part of the picture. I think they tell you some interesting things. If you just look at polls all the time, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose. I mean, they were not accurate in 2020. Mm-hmm. How accurate are these? <sighs> they have a mixed record okay. is what I would say. All right. uh, there have been many inefficiencies uh, that some have exploited over right. the years. That what about Hochul? Anything on New York? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, if you give me a moment. Whitmer and then Kerry Lake. I'd like uh, to see. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Democratic, uh, three out of four chance for Hochul to still win in New York currently. And again, these are, I will. I normally used to say this, like people would say like, oh, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. That, that poll's crazy. Well, you have an opportunity to make a lot of money if you're right. Yeah. Like, if you think the polls are wrong, just go be a billionaire on these markets, right? right. I mean, you could do that. Um, so you have to just, you know, know where to go. But Hochul leading now uh, in the in the prediction poll uh, markets by 78 to 22. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Let's go there. That would be the same on Whitmer. 70 to 30. Yeah. Basically, uh, a lead for Whitmer there. And Kerry Lake. Arizona. Give you a couple here. We got Arizona, uh, basically still a toss-up in Arizona. Um, in in the Senate race, the governor race, 80-20, Kerry Lake. So, I mean, they, wow. you see these things move faster. A three-point lead in a betting market will a lot of times translate to a 70-30 type right. of margin because people are looking just for who wins. They don't care what the margin is. Right. Um, so, that's pretty, pretty dramatic. I mean, you know, if you look at the... You can look at this in the polls. You can look at this in the betting markets. You see... A, a, a real switch. I mean, at one point, I believe, you know, Blake Masters was a 70-30 underdog by, I think, 538, and now it's pretty much toss-up there. The whole Senate is basically a toss-up. And this is important to understand. We, It was a good night last night as far as, I think, Republican candidates. They yeah. all did well. But they all could lose. But they all 
could lose. All the three that we've featured today, you if you're going by where people are putting their money this moment, two out of three of them are going to lose. Right. So, and I think the I think the other the third one, which is Fetterman, I, I I'm not sure. I know I wouldn't put money. Well, I just did, but I wouldn't put money. <laughs> well, down you put on stake. It. I put stake on the line. Yes, guy called me from uh, Pennsylvania and said, "I'll bet you stake that Fetterman is going to win." And uh, I I took it, but I don't. By the way, I want to make this very clear. I want to say this publicly. I don't want just a stake. I want a Gino's cheese steak. Mm. Okay, that's what you have to. I'm going to send you a box of meat. Uh, you get Wagyu. I'm going to send you some Wagyu meat from Good Ranchers. You, if you lose, you have to send me two Philly cheesesteaks. That's what I'm asking for. I like that. Yeah. You can order them now. They can, they, they'll mail them to you, which is. Uh, Don't make it easy on him. I want him to drive to Philadelphia <laughs> and get them. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, I, I, I sat with Carrie Lake yesterday and, uh, you know, she's got. She's got a uh, a tough road to hoe in Arizona. It is on fire, just like it is on any border state right now. People are dying left and right from fentanyl. Um, you've got all kinds of crime problems. You know, and I don't think most people know this, but even ten years ago, I think it was Tucson was had the highest kidnapping rate. Uh, I thought it was Phoenix, but it, I do remember this. In the, in this, in the world? Tucson. Yeah, I think it was in the world, wasn't yeah. it? Number two was like Bogota, Colombia. Yeah, and the, the excuse was always like, well, I mean, those are mostly gang members and cartels. I was like, well, okay. that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> oh. So now things are even worse. Here's what she said, cut 24, about the border. We need a governor at the state level who will put the state first Revert back to what the Constitution says. That's why my border plan is going to be so effective, because it's right there in the Constitution. We're going to invoke our Article 1, Section 10 rights under the United States Constitution to protect our citizens from the invasion at the border. Pretend, and, and wait, we wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm not a constitutional geek, which, of course, I am. Article Article One, Section Ten. What does it say? <laughs> okay. Well, the Guarantee Clause, Article Four, Section Four, guarantee is the it's called the Guarantee Clause, and that is the federal government's guarantee to protect the citizens from invasion of this country, and they're failing to do that under Joe Biden. I think it's become very obvious. Even the Democrats are realizing it's obvious. We've got people pouring across our border. Uh, re- another record month in September. Uh, people pouring across, drugs pouring across. They're not protecting us. There's a remedy in the United States Constitution in Article 1 and Section 10. And we meet all three criteria. There's an invasion, yes. Our people are in imminent danger, yes. And time is of the essence. There's no time for delay, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to invoke in my in my uh, policy. I'm going to pull it up right here because I'm so proud of it. It's called Defend Arizona. It's our border policy, and I hope your um, listeners will take a look at it on our website. You can learn all about it. But um, I had some of the best people who understand the border uh, help me with this. I I said, we've got a crisis on the border. How can the states protect their citizens? Because we can't rely on this bumbling fool in the White House. 
I'm sorry to be rude, but we can't rely on him. He's the reason that the cartels are in control. So I brought in great people to help me with an ironclad border policy where we go to the U.S. Constitution and we have the full right to protect our citizens. And we know we're going to get fought tooth and nail on this. We absolutely know that. But we're going to fight back. And if this goes to the Supreme Court, I will be thrilled because we're going to win that battle because right there in the Constitution, it says that the states have the right to do this. Do you have Mm. a good attorney general or one that you hope will win? I do. Abe Hamaday is who we hope will win. And we believe we're going to have a red wave in Arizona. If you're listening from Arizona, you've got to vote Republican up and down that ballot. Just go in there and vote Republican up and down the ballot. We've got to get Abe Hamaday. If we get the Democrat, who's way behind in the polls, I don't I don't really even worry that she would be elected. Um, they would try they would try to sue us and stop. Oh, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. But but we have, we're going to have good attorneys. We will lawyer up, as they say, because they will lawyer up against us. Now, there's a little part of me that wonders if there might be a tiny few brain cells still working in Joe Biden, <laughs> where he would realize how stupid it would be to sue the state of Arizona and sue the governor of Arizona, who's trying to protect the citizens of Arizona. How bad that would look. It would look like with the truth that he's on the side of the cartels she was very very good i i asked her about the constitution because i thought okay you've thrown out the constitution yeah. bring it on see that was interesting I, I, i've obviously seen her in action a, a bunch of times now as she's run this campaign and my impression of her was that she's very well spoken and has a really good grasp on the issues of but today. How deep does she? Go? Yeah, I didn't know that she would be able to just like kind of throw out the Constitution and quote it like that's pretty interesting. What's her background on this? Like, how did she get here? Um, well, I talked to her about. Remember, she was a TV anchor for what thirty years, I think, twenty yeah. or thirty years in in Arizona and Phoenix, and she was on our show. We talked about it on our show just a couple of days after she resigned. Hmm. You remember she resigned. She put out a yeah. video. She said, I didn't think it would go viral. She said, I just wanted to talk to my viewers and say, look, I can't do this anymore. I'm being told to lie to you and what's real and what they're being what the newsrooms are writing for me to say to you is not true. And I can't do it anymore. And we talked about that. And I, I mentioned, you know, you kind of came out of nowhere for America. I don't think she uh, sees it that, that way. Here she is. Cut 22. You kind of come out of nowhere. And uh, I guess I, I guess I first want to know why politics? Why did you decide what made you say, oh, that's what I should do? Why? What? Well, first of all, I, I didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, I've no, had no, no, a I know. I mean, for the rest of the country. No, I know you didn't. No, in Arizona. I want to tell the rest of the country, because when I got into politics, people were like, we don't know her. How? You know, they were panicked because they went, "Uh oh, we have somebody who actually knows Arizona. The people know her. The people love her. She loves the people. She's got 85, 90 percent name ID in the state of Arizona. Holy smokes. How do we stop this? Yeah. And so the first thing they did is we don't know her. Oh my gosh, we don't know her. Who is she? And I and I laughed. I mean, uh, I was on TV three hours a day for 27 years. I mean, I, the people of Arizona know my husband. We talked about family stuff. They saw me out and about. I I was pregnant through two pregnancies. I actually went went into labor. I was in labor. Um, 
for one newscast b- before I delivered my um, my son. And I mean, I the, the people of Arizona do know me. The political world and the consultant world were scared to death of me because they're like, oh, yeah. wait a minute, we don't control her. She's not hiring us. Let's tell people that she's an unknown. And I laugh at that because I've been an open book. My entire life has been an open book. And that's how you live when you work on, on television. Well, as, long, as, as much as you did, I, I mean, I, I went through the same thing of three hours a day. And then I went to New York and I was on television. I've been in this business since I was 13 years old and they had the same reaction. Who the hell is this? Where did he come yeah. from? It's an overnight <laughs> sensation. You're like, no. And, um, and how dare he? Yeah. How dare he enter our realm? Who are you? So, but um, but I, I, let me just say this. When I said, I do know you, um, you this, my agent said this to me when he called me and said, uh, here you're looking for an agent. He was the best radio agent in the business. And I said, yes. And he said, well, I've heard some things that you're trying to change in your life. This is 25 years ago. Um, and I was yeah. an alcoholic. And he said, uh, you know, I want to just check you out a bit. And I said, fine. And he calls me back and, and he said, OK, I've done my homework. You uh, appear to be sincere in your changes in your life, et cetera, et cetera. I said, wait a minute. There's a chance you wouldn't have taken 10 percent of my money. And he said, no, in your business and the same with you three hours every day. You cannot fake who you are that long. She is, uh, she's remarkable, remarkable. Uh, You'll hear the whole interview tonight, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Glenn Beck channel uh, for YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search for Glenn Beck, and you'll see it tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Blaze subscribers are going to get it early this afternoon. All right. Let me tell you about a great organization. It's Tunnel to Towers, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I am so honored that uh, some of these um, some of these charities are now advertising on our program. I am really, really honored. Uh, it allows us to be able to help do good things. Everything seems to be so bad. Here's some really good people. I, let me just go off the script uh, here for a minute. My, uh, my sister is, or my sister, Tanya, my, my wife, uh, her family, one of the relatives is one of the police officers that was shot and killed up in, uh, uh, Connecticut and a very big deal. And they didn't know that I did anything at all with tunnel to towers, um, and they just posted um, updates for the family. And they said, Tunnel to Towers just came in and uh, took care of the mortgage for the family and the kids. And wow. I, I, I was shocked at how fast it happened. And I didn't call them because I didn't know until that night that we were even related. Um, they were there when the family was needed the most. These people do good work for those who are in our military that die with families and they have mortgages. Um, they do it with police officers or firefighters. Could I ask you to donate $11, $11 a month tunnel to towers. It's like what a coffee and a half tunnel to towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 10 second station ID.
go to Barb in uh, Pennsylvania. Hello. Hello, Barb. Did you watch the debate last night? Yes, I watched the entire thing. I did it in four sections. I taped it. It was a little too hard to watch it. Right? Was it, I mean, it was, it was sad to watch it. It was uncomfortable to watch it. It made me angry to watch it, to see what this guy is doing and what everybody on the Democratic side that knew this is what he was like would allow this to happen. Yeah, it was it was really sad. Um, and like I said, I, I the reason I called was I, I just wanted to give a shout out to the moderators of the debate. Yeah, I thought they did an excellent job. Mm. Um, I liked the way when they asked the question and gave them the minute to answer, when they didn't answer the question, they repeated the question and gave them 30 seconds more to give it a second shot. Yeah. Um, and they followed up with things, um, uh, which you don't often see. If yeah. yeah. I, haven't seen I, I thought they were, I thought they were Barbie. I, I agree with you. I thought they were very, very good. They didn't make it about them. They were quick in and out. I liked the format of one minute, 30 seconds, one minute, 30 seconds. It moved uh, quickly. Um, and then, uh, but I also thought, I, I watched a bit of the uh, uh, New York debate, and I thought they did well. Yeah, and we, we made the same comment about the Herschel Walker debate. Yeah. Where I thought they did well. I don't know what's going on in the media. But well, it's it, local media. It, That's why. Still, though, we've seen a lot of local debates over the years, and yeah. usually they're still heavily tilted to the left. This has been a good batch. I mean, these have been good. Like in the one in the debate last night with Fetterman, they asked the same the fracking question we've been highlighting, where he really just butchered the answer. They did the same thing to us. They made him answer for two competing statements on, right. on that same policy, and uh, you know, look, they they. Right. They really showed, I thought, a fair. They, they created a fair playing field. Right. I they, they didn't say one thing that I was kept saying to the. Uh, he didn't answer the question. He didn't even come no. close to even understanding the question. You know. But I think they were just. I think let people get it themselves. Let people get it. And anybody who watched that, if you were on the fence, I don't think you're on the fence anymore. Uh, Dr. Oz did well, but Fetterman is, he just, he is not capable of doing the job. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Anthony writes in about Rough Greens, about his dog's experience. He says, I got Rough Greens for my 12-year-old dog. She started to slow down a little bit, not eat as regularly as she did when she was younger. But now every time I feed her in the morning and in the afternoon... I put rough greens, I put it in her food, and she instantly eats. Thank you. You know, um, I, I will tell you, Anthony, may I call you Tony? Uh, this is exactly what I found with Uno. I just wanted him to eat. He wouldn't eat. Uh, he loves the stuff. As a bonus for me, I thought he was healthy. I mean, we take him to the vet all the time. He's a healthy dog, I thought, until we started feeding him rough greens. And over the months... Uh, where he was eating, and he was eating all this stuff from Rough Greens. My gosh, he changed. His personality, everything changed. He was happier and healthier and ran a lot and played a lot. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Rough greens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag free. Just pay for shipping. Rough greens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33.
blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Get early access to that interview with Carrie Lake on Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Tuesday, November 8th. Hopefully America ends the madness. Blaze TV is going to be there. Live election coverage. Hosted by me, your affable host, uh, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, Steve Dace, Ali Stuckey, Dave Rubin, Jason Whitlock, uh, everybody from the Blaze TV family, uh, plus some of your favorite independent and irreverent voices, Michael Ballas, uh, Megan Kelly, Dave Smith will be there. Uh, we have a, a few... Um, well, we have a few things planned with some others that are coming in that uh, you're not going to you know, you won't find with Wolf Blitzer uh, mm. or, or any of the coverage really even on Fox. Do you have any uh, analysts that got the electoral vote count exactly right in 2020? Uh, any of those yeah. Yeah. We got we have him. You have him. Yeah. What's his yeah. name? Do you remember his name? I don't remember, mm. but you're also on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also will be joined by the man who makes uh, city councils across America tremble in fear and confusion. Primetime 99, Alex okay. Stein is going to be with us. So you know it's going to be a little different mm. in our coverage. That's going to be fun. Then the following week, probably one of the more important shows we could do. It's Targets of Tyranny. The following week, the week after, only on Blaze TV. It is a special, commercial-free, probably run about two hours. We're not, just, we're not even going to put a clock on it. When we're done, we're done. It's how to survive being an enemy of the state. When the feds come knocking at your door for the crime of wrong think, how do you respond? How do you respond when the ATF asks you for the gun you legally own? Or when child protective services come to take your child because you're old school and you don't believe your child should be mutilated or sterilized? I'm going to show you some of the most terrifying real-world examples the state is now doing decimating the rights of Americans, FBI seized nearly a million dollars from a small business owner and never charged them with a crime. They fight to get their money back, believe it or not. ATF inspector was caught spying on the records of a legal gun owner at, at a gun store and recommended the gun store's owner's business license be revoked. Texas father who lost custody after his twins uh, of his twins after he objected to transitioning his son into a girl. And the FBI busted down a door, seized the computers and cell phones of Trump supporters in a January 6 raid, except they were never there at the Capitol. I have those people, and then we also have the best lawyers, the best civil rights and um, constitutional attorneys, uh, and we even have one of the FBI whistleblowers who's willing to come out of the shadows. Uh, he's a guy who refused to carry out some of these raids on January 6th and said, you're, you're out of your mind. This is not what we do. He'll be there. By the way, we're also having a live studio audience. Um, this is going to fill up quickly. If you want to be a part of our live studio audience, it will be happening Saturday, November 12th. You can get your uh, tickets at tickets at glenbeck.com. That's tickets at glenbeck.com. Uh, make sure that you, you know, if you have a question, you have a concern, we want to have a real 
informed audience uh, and audience that is looking for some answers on things. Just put your question and what to do when the state comes for you. Submit it to our team. We'll submit it in advance to our legal experts who may answer it live on the show. Just go to tickets at glenbeck.com. All of these you can see and so much more on Blaze TV. If you want to join us, please become a member of the family. Join blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Where's, what is your temperature? If I'm taking your temperature right now in this election, you, you, we talked about this the other day on my show, Studios America, where you said, in the old days, I would be very confident that there was going to be a red wave. Yeah. But now you're worried that maybe you don't have a feeling for the electorate. I'd like to see some numbers come out after these debates, because I thought these debates were very clear. I thought Whitmer was shown to be an absolute liar. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. I think uh, Hochul was shown just as a dirty politician uh, that's up to no good. And I think Fetterman was shown as a guy who just cannot cannot should not be in the seat for medical reasons okay and And also because he's a socialist (laughs) right and all three of them had good opponents all three of the competitors i would have no problem voting for so it wasn't like they were just bad but the competitors the republicans i thought were really good so where does that lead you it leads me to say i don't know the american people Let's wait for a couple of days and see what the polls are after this debate. Yeah, I want to see if these polls move. I, I'm. I, it's hard to know. If, with, if there's any time a poll should move, it's Fetterman. It's Fetterman. It's been, you know, it's been moving this way anyway. People are obviously uneasy with Fetterman as a candidate. They've seen this happening for a long time, and this was the most dramatic sort of. Uh, example of a candidate who was incapable of doing the job that I think I've ever seen. I, I don't think that's overstating it. I've never seen anything like what we saw last night. No, no, neither. I don't think America has. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to line one, Carrie, uh, in Michigan. There was a previous debate about a week ago. How did that go? It, Carrie? Was, on, it was on October 13th and Whitmer was totally unprepared for that debate. She was nervous, constantly uh, backpedaling. Tudor Dixon, I mean, the debate last night, I think, was awesome for Tudor Dixon, but the one on the 13th was even better. If you want to find that on YouTube, it's available. And and Whitmer was totally unprepared. And just like last night, uh, Tudor Dixon was finding all the, you know, the flaws within the last four years she's been in office, all the, uh, uh, how should I say it, contradictions yeah yeah i mean like so so wait so and all that was this shown statewide because i don't even know if i knew about that one yes that's the thing is the first debate was only broadcast in grand rapids and lansing and traverse city the (laughs) one that was on last night was through the whole state okay all right so what is the what what is your gut telling you are these it was last night's debate going to move the people who were undecided at all? If they watched the debate, definitely. That's the key. Did they actually watch the debate? 
because I know uh, uh, Whitmer is outspending Tudor Dixon 10 to 1. Okay. The, the amount of ads on TV is insane. Yeah. Uh, the only thing she's going after Tudor Dixon on is uh, her, her extreme views on abortion. Obviously, Tudor oh, Dixon geez. is pro-life. So that that's that's the only card she's playing in the in the race for governor in Michigan because she has no other leg to stand on as far as the economy, as far as the schools, the whole COVID thing, the crime. So I, right. I'm optimistic if people actually watch the debates. Okay, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate. It. Let me go to uh, line three, Bill in New York. You watch the debate in New York, and what do you think will happen in New York? How are people reading it if they watch the debate? I don't know. We're so polarized out here. I mean, I don't know if it's going to change any votes. She mentioned uh, job de- job creation, and uh, I know she and former Vice President Biden and probably Schumer is going to be out in our area for a chip plant that they announced, the development of it, and I mean, the, the people are probably going to vote because of something that hasn't happened yet and probably forget about all the jobs and the people that have left the state because of Democrat policies. I just I hope they remember that when they're uh, when they're discussing this chip plant. Yeah, well, that was brought up, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't. Uh, let me see if I can find this here. Um uh go down because i i know they talked about jobs in new york here um let's go to cut 25 here's zeldon brief yeah i mean the, the reality is and i've been asking for months and my opponent still can't finish this sentence so you can't expect her to ever fix it but new york leads the entire nation in population loss because she actually got asked this question by the media a few weeks ago when she was at Binghamton Airport. She probably would love to have a redo because she messed it up that time. For me, you ask me, why does New York lead the entire nation in population loss? Because their wallets, their safety, their freedom, and their quality of their kids' education are under attack. So they're hitting their breaking point. They're looking at other states like the Carolinas, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, and elsewhere, and they feel like their money will go further, they'll feel safer, and they'll live life freer. The state is at a crossroads. We were at a crossroads in 1994 when New York elected George Pataki, and we're at a crossroads right now. But as far as what happens with Kathy Hochul and one-party rule for four more years, outsized power of self-described socialists, we need balance and common sense restored to Albany. Yeah, he didn't really go into um, the job market, but he did go into population loss, and that's because, I mean, that's why companies are leaving these areas. What are you going to, you can't tax me that much money. You can't, you can't give me all of these rules like this. If anybody happened to uh, happen to watch it, uh, let me go to uh, Eric in New York. Hey, Glenn. Uh, yeah, we're in upstate here, and uh, I feel that Zeldin would win in a landslide. But just like your, you know, your other caller said, you know, the bigger cities take all our votes. We lose millions of votes to New York City and Albany, Syracuse area. But we have seen crime really skyrocket just here in our little town. And what little town do you live in? We live in uh, Hudson Falls. Okay. So, um, you know, we had to pull our kids out of school, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, because the woke policies. And, uh, yeah, it just feels like we don't have a voice here. Are you okay? Sorry, I'm just nervous. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, don't give up hope, um, uh, because I, 
uh, something is happening in the country. Um, and there is there is something good afoot. Uh, and uh, this is just not going to last. And it's going to be a photo finish to the end. I really believe that. Uh, and it's going to get tougher before it gets better. But if we stick together and we just do the next right thing, and on November 8th, that next right thing is get into your car and go vote. If you just do the next right thing, you'll be able to... Uh, it's kind of like the AAA thing, just a day at a time, just one thing at a time, do the next right thing, and you will see that um, there are far more with us than against us. And I mean that uh, both here as people, but I also think we are fighting evil. We are not fighting flesh and bone, and uh, the numbers of the army on our side is far greater. So how much chaos do you need to exist in the world before you decide that it's time for you to build a hedge against it? The best, most time-tested way to protect yourself from economic downturns has always been precious metals. And if you have modern bullion already, that's great. You got a good head start. But there's some other things that you should be aware of. Gold legal tender barred cards can be useful when the price of gold goes through the roof on demand. What do you do if times get even worse? You need old collectible, uh, old uh, collectible gold coins to barter and exchange with. I know it seems strange to even think about these things getting that bad, but believe me, it would not be the first time in history, and it won't be the last either. This is where Goldline comes in. Goldline has been in the business for over 50 years, and these places come and go, not Goldline. And they have a deal this week on their historic graded $5 gold Indian coins. With every box of 20 of the graded $5 gold Indian coins, you'll receive 100 of the silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. Both of these items are ideal for barter. So call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. Really good things happening. Washington, I mean, Joe Biden has his finger on the pulse of the American people. He's taken on some pretty big things. Yeah, you know, you've got potential nuclear war breaking out, inflation, the right. border, all these huge issues. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden brought this message. And, and, and I noticed we're at the end of the show here. Yeah. Glenn hasn't mentioned it once. He wants mm-hmm. to keep the big issues away from you. You should know this as a listener. Well, he's constantly trying to hide the great things this administration is doing. Sure. Well, what are they he up won't to? won't tell you. He's getting to the big problems today. Okay. And he said this, quote, quote, some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. Now that's coming as a shock to me. But. <laughs> but. You don't know it. That's also coming as a shock to me. Because <laughs> every time I've ever bought a even more legroom type seat, it just mm. a, there's a button on there that says $49, even more legroom or whatever it is. Usually there's something very clearly labeled when you're buying the ticket. He says, these are junk fees. They're unfair. And Glenn, this is why Glenn. Discriminatory. This is why Glenn didn't tell you okay. about it, right. ladies and gentlemen. 
They're unfair because they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, mm. especially. Everyone should have six more inches. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Which would be impossible because then everyone, it would six more inches than what? Right? If you didn't have six more inches than the other seat, then Here, you wouldn't look, be having I more. Would like to he know. also says, though, I want to make sure you understand this. Yeah. It hits people of color the most because your skin color has a lot to do with how much leg room you need. Yeah. And that's important for people to understand. Yeah, or apparently your ability to read, according to Joe Biden. Um, so let me let me ask you, because uh, that's like 35 bucks, right? Yeah. 35 bucks. Give, a give or take, yeah, okay. depending on the flight. Could I, let's say we were flying together and you were sitting sure. in the seat behind me. Yeah. Could I, could, I pay like an extra couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. to take all of the inches away from you? So you have no leg room. <laughs> so I just have to kind of scrunch my feet up onto the seat? No, yeah, I, yeah. I'd like you to be squatting the entire thing. So I don't even get a seat. No, well, you're on the seat, but you don't have... Oh, okay. So you you can kneel, I guess, on the seat. Mm-hmm. Kneeling on the seat because then when my seat back comes down... <laughs> You'll just be able to sit there and you could give my head like a nice massage or something. How much does the airline charge for that? I will say that I don't think that's an option currently, but if they hear this broadcast, they may implement yeah, it. Yeah, I, I might. Uh, that would be fun. You want to go fly? You get, yeah, $49 for, for six inches more of legroom for you or $400 to screw the guy behind you. I would. There are times that I yeah. would consider that. Yeah. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program.